Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. This is Anthony Robbins host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. This is Anthony Robbins host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. <laughs> we give y'all real, real long. <laughs> I've been lying for so long. I've been lying for so long. <laughs> Believe me, I'm probably a pornoologist. We cannot continue to deny women or minorities access to a system that has everything but their input. You are now listening to The Reality. Nowadays, these niggas got telling ways. She liked me when I was broken, why I'm hella paid. Getting more money than that nigga that's selling ways. Don't get that, don't clear that one time. I know. <clears throat> you already on the podcast, we started. People are like, Are you serious? <laughs> gonna be like, you did not just do that. You make me so That's why sick. I said, go ahead and do it one more time. Wrong, oh man, wrong. this is Anthony Roberts, man. This is Anthony Sorry, and Esther. Ain't no problem with it. And you're listening to episode 103, 103 of the reality is where filter becomes extinct. Keep in mind, man, the reality is supported by Blog Talk Radio, the world's largest own talk online talk radio hosting platform. So create your own internet radio show or podcast at blog blogtalkradio.com today. Also, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Blog Talk Radio, and be sure to leave us a rating or a review. As we always say, we don't give a shit if it's a good review or a bad review. We just want to hear from you. <sighs> so, man, we've been talking. We were supposed to do this podcast like last, last week. week, right? And I didn't want to change the topics. I was like, I'm going to leave this the same because we, we got good topics. You yes. know, this is good topics to talk about. Before we jump in, this is something I didn't. I, I, this is going to be a curveball. I, okay. I literally put this down before you walked in today. Have you heard about Bo Biden's? Uh, no. I think it's Bo. Okay, so Joe Biden's sons. Okay. Oh, Joe Biden. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Bo Biden is one of his sons. I think he may be the older brother. I forgot his younger brother's name, but uh-huh. he died two years ago. Right. I remember that. When he died, now it just the news has been reporting that Bo Biden has been sleeping with his brother's wife. Wife, yeah. Wow. So I know I think it's wrong only because he's married. Yes, it is your brother. We get that. It was your brother and it was your brother's uh-huh. wife. He has kids. So now it's like if they really got together, oh, God. then your it's nephews so and your confusing. nieces are your kids. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. on and so forth. But he's still married. So that's not happening at this point. Right. But it brought up the question of people asking. How do they even find that out? Like, geez. I don't know. Man, you can find anything God, out. God, dog. Somebody so watching. people. And then not to be funny, it's a, when it's a secret even the most secretive secrets, we may not tell everybody, but we all got one person. And it, and it may not even be the same person. Right. But it's certain, it's certain news and certain gossip you know you can trust people with. Right. True. That's true. But the, re- the, the reason I wanted to bring this up, because I'm thinking, it, it makes me think about when I was hearing people talk about all oh, this wrongness, this and this and that. And I was like, what if they really love each other? Not saying it's, you know, whatever, but okay. like, what if they genuinely love each other? And the reason I say that is because me and you've had talks off, off, um, the mic, and mm-hmm. I've told people who listen to the podcast that I've slept with a married woman before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like you. When it comes to now, nah, I didn't love this woman, right? That was wrong, but I'm just saying, like, when it comes to love, 
what do you do? Because I, I don't know that situation, but I always try to play devil's advocate of like, what if they love each other, but society tells us, well, you can't be with this person. Prime example, when I was in my last relationship, well, relationship before last, like eight years ago, uh-huh. when I was with the girl I was with, I saw one of her friends, and not to be funny, she was amazing. Uh-huh. Cool. With the friend? Yes. Okay. She was gorgeous. And my girl at the time knew that I found her friend attractive. Couldn't help it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you probably see it all in the eyes. Like, I, I, yeah. So after we ended, I ended up running into that friend several times because she lived with another friend that I knew. Uh-huh. And I helped to move and I did whatever, whatever. Right. And it's, but I'll, I've just found her very intriguing, very attractive. Yeah. So when she needed to move, I helped her move. I brought my brother and a couple of friends. We helped her move, whatever, whatever. After I helped her move, she was like, hey, you know, I appreciate this. You should come back and I'll cook for you one day. So I'm like, oh, Lord. All right. So I came back. She cooked for me. And then we hung out one time at the bar. Mm -hmm. When we hung out at the bar, I sat at the bar because I was like, okay, I did used to date a friend of hers, a mutual friend. So I ain't going to get a table. That seems too intimate. Uh We'll sit at the bar. We'll have a couple of drinks. We'll chop it up, whatever. She comes in and she wants to go to the table. So we go to the table. But the point the of the signs, matter is the <laughs> when my ex found out about this years later, she hit me up like last year. Uh-huh. And this happened like seven years ago, eight years ago. Uh-huh. And she was like, did you go out with so-and-so? And I was like, yeah, we hung out. That's what it was for me. And she's like, you don't think that was wrong? And she's like, I knew you found her attractive. And I'm thinking in my mind, I didn't tell her this, but I'm thinking, so, so the fuck what if I wanted to talk to her? If me and you are over and you and her ain't as cool as y'all used to be, y'all don't even talk no more. <laughs> And she likes yeah. me, and I like her. Like, but that's just like the un- that's the understood oath. It is, especially with women. Like, you just don't, you know. So, you what if love is there? You. I'm not saying it was because it wasn't between me and her, but I'm bringing up the whole Bo Biden and even telling this story because I'm like, how hard is it if you love something that you can't or you're not quote you're not unquote supposed, supposed to have? To have but, it's very difficult. And they feel I've that been there. same way. Like, yeah. I mean, even all, offline, we talked about that. Like, yeah. I've had that same experience of you know dating a married man, and I'm I. I I don't like that feeling, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But it's it's very difficult to, like, be in love with somebody and know that... See, with, with this Biden situation, mm-hmm. like, he's still married. So yeah, with it's, kids. it's already, like, complicated. Yeah. So it's already complicated because that's your brother's ex-wife you know what I mean? or widow, ex-wife yeah it's widow, widow yeah basically and then not only that so then that that brings up concerns or questions from the outside because it's like were y'all already like kind of hooking yeah. up before yeah, your, your brother passed away yeah. like i mean what's up with that you know yeah. what i'm saying like it's just completely it's just a whole nother level of disrespect now okay so let's talk about the situation i was in mm-hmm. why the fuck if you've moved on if my ex-girlfriend has moved on she's with somebody else mm-hmm I've been through several women since her. But he, but she ain't with your, she ain't with your homeboy. Like she, what if, she, what if y'all, what if she did that with your ain't homeboy? Ain't none of my homeboys as attractive as she is on the male side. <laughs> you don't know that. That's... I'm pretty sure they <laughs> You're don't a look guy. like. Of course you are gonna say that. No, I think no, because I'm a guy who's not gay, but I see and I know it. Okay, look at this guy on TV. He's all right. He's subpar. If Idris he's, Elba he's came completely subpar, subpar. Like, but if, if but he's if Idris, a basketball player, that's the only reason he. If looks, Idris Elba came on TV, I'm gonna be like, this nigga's handsome. I've seen Idris Elba and Denzel in photo mags, and I'm right. like, these niggas is handsome. Right. If I had a vagina and I was a girl, they'd get the box. <laughs> so for me to say this, I know ain't none of my homeboys as attractive as the girl that I was, you know, that I saw myself like right. actually liking. But that, I, that doesn't matter though, because that's you. Like, what if what if true. she was attracted to one of your homeboys and, a, and your homeboy was like, at this point in time, I wouldn't care. I really wouldn't. Like if a, 
I'm te- you are getting to know me. We've been knowing each other for a couple years now. <laughs> right, right. I literally just had this conversation <laughs> with my girl last night. I was mm-hmm. about to say my ex-girlfriend. With my girl last uh-huh. night. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. Well, if she did date him or somebody that I knew now, honestly, right. it wouldn't bother me like that. I, w- I would be more knocked off by The reason I say this is I've had a homeboy come to me. Two homeboys. And ask. And say, no. One oh. asked because they were like, hey, it's over. Her mom thinks I'm cool. We kind of like each other. And I was like, do what you do, bro. I didn't like it at, the, I didn't like it at the moment okay. because when it happened, I think I was like 23. Right. So when it happened at this time, we had only been broken up for maybe a year, two mm-hmm. years, maybe a year. Mm-hmm. So it was still fresh. Right. We're talking almost a decade now. <clears throat> if, he, if, if she hit me up and said, hey, I'm hollering at some of my closest friends, Derek, one of my homeboys, Derek, back home. If mm-hmm. she was like, I'm hollering at Derek. It would only be sensitive because he is my best friend. Right. The girl that, if I was to date this girl now, her friend, they met through, she met this girl through so her best friend. So they were just homegirls. They, they were homegirls. Like they weren't like, BF we hung out and like we did. No, it was, it was a, you were a friend by association of your friend. I want to know what her, uh, how she addressed her friend, or did she? like? They didn't get a chance. Well, you know what? I think they did address it and then. They didn't get into it, but they're not talking anymore. They weren't even they're talking before. They yeah. weren't even talking. This is the point. They hadn't even talked five years before she found out. When she found out, it was like some roundabout way. Right. And she hit me up. And even when she hit me up, I was like, y'all ain't even cool. You're like, girl, that's old. That's this old. Like y'all ain't even cool. years ago. Why does it matter? Because we all know how we all out here in this field. We right. Neither me or you are married. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find love. So if it you really find is. that shit in the most inopportune place or the awkward place or a place that societal mm-hmm. rules say we shouldn't do these things. Well, you know what? Let me let me go back because I said that it is hard to find love. But I don't know if it's I don't know if I agree with with that response, actually, mm-hmm. as I think about it, because like it's really I think what's hard to find is what. You love what each individual person Ooh, loves. Girl, like that's why I love doing podcasts. That's so true. <laughs> it is because my mama just we said all that this have morning. like so many things that we require or that we want or we dislike or we like or you know what I'm saying. Needs like, and wants are different. Yeah, it's so different. And like I think that a lot of us operate in wants when we're talking yeah. about relationships I and need not necessarily. Food. Yeah, I would like I, to have or want cable. Exactly. If I didn't have and, cable, but no, and even in food, even in the food realm, like yeah. I, I need food, but I want a certain type of food. Yeah, like you do. um, I want you know some grilled fish, or yeah. I want some salmon, yeah. or I want this, or like you have that right to, to to ask for that. Yeah, but we do have a right to. I mean, I, I think that it's it's okay to have what mm-hmm. you want in a relationship, mm-hmm. what you expect out of a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because that really allows you to fall. In love. What out of life, though? And, and and getting off topic a little bit, I went to dinner yesterday with my mom and a few other people. Is there anything family. off topic? I don't even think there's a... It's not. A, no, it's not. <laughs> not, not we just clam that shit all together. Just and we were out, and my mom was telling me, I have a friend, my homeboy Derek, his dad is in the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, and shout out to Bobo. I hope you feel better yeah, soon. Yeah, absolutely. And... When we went, when we were going, my brother was like, "Hey, I'm going." And anybody who knows me and my brother, my brother, me and my brother are complete opposites. Mm-hmm. I'm a hard ass. I'm a dick. Mm-hmm. I'm a jerk. Mm-hmm. He's the, yeah, all of that. He's all of that, and I'm okay with that shit. <laughs> and my mom was saying it at the table yesterday, and I was like, she, "He was like, well, hey, so and so is here. I'm gonna go see him." And you know, yesterday was raining. It was ugly yeah. outside. We had drove all the way to Addison, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm just ready to go home. I've been working all week. I've worked all weekend. Yeah. I got like three jobs. I'm tired. Uh-huh. So my mom was like, just go see him. Well, you know, what if he don't make it? I was like, I'm going to go see him. I care about this guy. Right. I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. And I think 
I get so much blame for just doing what I want to do and marching to the beat of my own drum. Right. So, you know, of course, I felt like people were ganging up on me. And it was like, well, you should go and you, you just, selfish. listen. This and, don't make no sense. This man in the hospital. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> now, I ended up still going because when I found out how. Who says it? I'm just saying. But when I found out about it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go because this is a guy who is like a father figure to me. Right. I was going to go today. Mm-hmm. But I, yesterday I was just tired. But I was like, you know what? What if he didn't make it to tomorrow? Sacrifice. You just never. Now know. when I got there, he was glad to see us, and he was in a good mood. But I think one thing I want anybody who's listening out here, anybody who clicks on iTunes, Stitcher, blah, it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to do what the fuck you want. Sometimes we live in a world where we always are marching to the beat of everybody else's drum. When the fuck? Are you, how many times have you, with having a daughter, mm-hmm. with working and doing your business, how many times have you wanted to just take a day to yourself and you haven't? And that shit catches up to you, whether it's exhaustion, right. whether you're crying for no reason, or you're taking it Man, out on somebody ever, because you have not focused I've on you. Definitely had those um, several times. Yeah. Like I, I agree. I think that there's a, I think that there's a thin line between it's very, it's paper thin. Be, yeah, it's paper thin. Yeah. Being being selfish and being um, being aware of what you need yeah. in order to be happy. You know sure. what I'm saying? So like it, it the, the selfishness comes from only considering yourself in a scenario, right? Mm-hmm. But because I have a daughter, then if it's a day that I really want to take off, then it's really my fault for not planning it accordingly. Yeah. And like, I can't just randomly up and be like, you know what? I'm taking it. Cause I don't have that yeah. luxury yeah. right now. Yeah. Right. Because just my, my finances are not there. I can't yeah. just up and be like, you know what? We finna fly to um Paris today. Yeah. Like is, I don't have that. Right. But at the same time, I can still like adjust my own schedule and make sure that I still have that dedicated time. And I try to make sure that I get that. Even if it's minutes, yeah. even if it's 15, 20 minutes a day where I'm just like, I just need to disconnect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it, but it, the, there, there's such a thin line between that, man. Like, because I know people that literally are selfish all the time. Like, they only yeah. think about themselves. Well, I don't think I am that, but I am so. I try to be selfish, honestly, about fifty percent of the time. And the reason I do half and half, half, half and half, half, I got to because I got to a point where you do so much for so many other people, you almost lose yourself. Yeah, you can lose yourself. You could not be, you could not feel who you are. Sorry about the messages. I'm turning my alerts off. <laughs> um, so it's one of the things where it's like, come on, man, take yeah. the time out. So I always try to find a solution in the questions that we ask as far as going back to Bo Biden. And I don't think he should be doing it if he's still married. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as his brother being dead, like if, if Bo Biden was single with no kids and right. his brother's dead, it's been two years. That's ample time to me to grieve. That's right. me, but it's different for everybody. And then what if, what if his brother was like, yo, I want you to take I care want of my you, wife. Because people do, and not to be funny, that is the whitest thing that I can hear is. somebody like, say. I hear that all I hear the time. that all the time from a lot of white people. Mm-hmm. I married so-and-so, or I would want my brother to take her. Now, I don't want my brother fucking nothing I'd never had. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But it's one of those things where it's like people have those, like we don't know what the backstory we, yeah, is. Yeah, like. we don't. We really don't. But I feel like, honestly, when it comes to love, if that per- I, I feel like everything has an expiration date. Mm-hmm. I really do. I feel well, like- and that, it, like if it, the, the way you... The way you go into something, mm-hmm. it, it it allows you to think of the ending already in already. a certain certain way. So it's inevitable to happen. That doesn't mean that it's going to happen like that. But if you already go into it with a certain mind frame, knowing that... Like, I'm sure they probably went into that thinking, this is only a fling. Like, yeah. we only going to, like, do it. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. We got this connection. It's cool. We're going to keep it on low. I'm going to be the ones that get you locked in. Though. Oh, they get you all the way. And you Listen, know you maybe can't have it, but you still in. do it. And I am talking from experience right now, man. I'm telling you. Because like, when you line. get up in there yeah. and you fall in love, 
it's so difficult to disconnect from that, man. I'm and telling a, and you. the most fucked up thing about love and relationships is why is it? And I blame God for this. Why is it? Why you got to blame God? <laughs> I blame God for this. But why is it that we seem to fall for the things that we know we can't have? It's like the things that it's are not about, right are the it's most going back perfect to the garden. things. It's going back to the garden of Eden. <laughs> it is. And, it's, but it's, think it's about the, that. How many people blame Eve? They'd be like, oh, out of her, growing up, I've heard so many dudes and women be like, oh, if Eve wouldn't ate that apple. And it's no. like, think of that apple as a temptation of the woman that you slept with that was not your woman. It's just the man that you slept with that you wasn't there. Or you, not to be funny, the temptation is tax time. We know our niggas are around tax time. Right. The temptation to forge information on your tax return to get that money back. It's all kind of the same thing. Right. What is your temptation that you can turn down or not turn down? And everybody has one. Yeah. And everyone falls into it every single day. Yeah. Like it's something that we indulge in that we yeah. know we're probably we probably that's not best for us. Yeah. It's not even necessarily like what we should or shouldn't have. It's really just what's best for us. You I think know how much is it is what it is. Cause okay, I'm being transparent. My weak spot is sex. And when mm -hmm. I say sex, I, you know some people probably like that's everybody's weak spot. No, no, it's not. It's it's as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. When it comes to sex, the more intimate a woman is, and the more intuitive, and the more she initiates things with me, mm -hmm. that's the kind of woman that's gonna probably get me locked in. Mm -hmm. Like I, it's women since I've been in a relationship that I have to be like, I can't talk to this motherfucker. She can't come over here or nothing because it's just second nature to some women to say, Hey, how are you doing? Stroke your ego, right? Uh, rub your hair, play in your hair, rub right. your shoulder, and it's like you start, you'd be like, if your woman ain't doing it, you kind of like, whoa, whoa, yeah, like, what is this? Like, basically could, tending to your needs, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you're not getting that, then it's kind of like, this shit feels pretty good. I don't it give a fuck who it comes that, from. That, that feels good from any perspective any because perspective. that feels good as a woman, too. Yeah. Like, I want to know that my man knows what I like, yeah, and he knows what I need at that yeah. moment, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want to always be the one that's initiating. You, don't, you know what I'm saying? Any type of physical activity. It. I just want to be like, that's the worst you know, feeling, man. I want it to, yeah, it is. Like, I, I don't. So if don't you like had, that. off the top of your head, if you, what are you, we're going to do wants and needs real quick. Okay. Three to five things each. What is something from a man? If you, if a man was listening to you right now today mm -hmm. and you were telling him, like, like a blind date on a TV show, mm -hmm. what are the things you would tell him, I want? I want from a man, from a man who I want to be with. Um, okay, so my wants mm -hmm. are um I want a man to be considerate of my of my emotions mm -hmm. as a woman, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're just emotional creatures. And so oh, when shit, you don't I know it. Yeah, when you disregard those emotions, then that's that's the same way as, as a woman disregarding a male ego. You okay. know what I'm saying? It's it's there, it's, it's necessary. You have to that. stroke it, right? And so um so I want you to regard my emotions. I want you to um I, I want you to be there for me mm -hmm. in whatever capacity I need you for in that moment. That's true. So whether that's emotionally, physically, mentally, financially, yeah. like all of those things, I may need that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean that I that I want you to take care of me. No. But it is that. I, but I do. I do want you to take care of me. That's what I'm gonna say. I mean, and men want women to take care no, of them. It, I, I don't need you to take care of me, you but I want, want you. And that's I a big want one. you to take yeah. care of me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I want to know that in any given scenario, you have my back, and you are capable of. And you're me. capable of yeah. doing that. And then, and that I don't have to ask for it. Like I, that's oh one thing God, that I that really that I need. I, that's a need for me. If you hear I me talking, and you see it. To like not have to wait for me to ask you to give me what I need. I need you to, to notice that. I, I need you to, to know when I come in the door time, that man. I had a crappy day. That's true. And But but like you said, I, I remember talking to a girl one time 
and I was going through a rough patch. Mm-hmm. And she knew it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why every time you help me, my account got to be in the negative? Mm. If you know I need something, and just you're do asking, it. Just drop me some money. And then as a man, it's harder. Oh, my God. Oh God. It's harder is as, that a man what, as a man. Yeah, it is. It I is. hate it. I hate yeah. asking for money. Yeah. Like, like, I would rather go out and do whatever it is I need to do. do. Yeah. And I got to do except to get that bread. Dick. I'm not except for that. I'm not like, ex- except well, for literally okay selling for my body for money. True. But I, don't be a I would I would rather like go I mean to be honest with you like even this past weekend like I've been working my tail off As, to make sure that I got some some yeah, bread you I know what I'm saying yeah. Like for real like yeah. I've been working my tail off to just make sure I got bread mm-hmm. and I would rather do that and not sleep for yeah. 12 hours oh, yeah. straight and do what I need to do yeah. instead of going and asking my dude for some money So it's like when you get to that point that you have to you know it's dire yeah. And I know that's what I used to tell her. I used to be like, if I'm asking like, I feel you, like I'm desperate at that, that means point. the only thing that's left for me is these streets. <laughs> and I ain't trying to get out. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> so it's one of them things where I think that's something. So you got the wants. If right. you're listening, what is something that you would tell a man that you need? Um, I need to be included in their lives mm-hmm. in and not just like one section, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because I feel like men compartmentalize their their yes, lives man, we a do lot, it so good. right? So it's like when my chick over here, my family over here, my job over here, like my boys prep. over here, my you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's all separated, and so and women are not like that. We're all inclusive. So when we welcome you in, we welcome you all the way in. Yeah. Um, and so I need for my dude to do the same. Um, <clears throat> I need for him to be spiritually connected, like. I need you to know, I need you to have discernment. I need you to be really sensitive to, you know what I'm saying? Like energies yeah. and, you know, who you around and, and being, being in tune, even with me. That's you know what, what I'm saying? Say, well, that means taking time to yourself, which a yes. lot of people do not do. Mm-hmm. My brother called me this morning and he was like, Hey, I was listening to episode 100. And he was like, you were talking about, uh, taking time I to yourself. I love how they know your numbers. Yeah. Like, I was listening to one yeah. six. <laughs> and I said, bro, I said, I'm not a, I said, that wasn't for me. I was just talking in regards to people needing to take time after relationships. And sometimes even after being fired from a job, you may yeah. not have the money, like be looking for a right, job. Right. But when I got fired or laid off from jobs, I always look forward to having at least a week or two off. Yeah. I felt like I was financially stable enough for my bills, which everybody should be able to have at least a month to three yeah. months saved up. Yeah. That's what you should they always have. They, the, the goal is, is six a, months. Yeah, six yeah. months to a year. Mm-hmm. But in our situations, if you don't have it, at least a month to at three least months. A couple of, d- yeah, couple of days. You, you got to have something <laughs> for a couple of days. If you get fired today and you're like, damn, I ain't got but $7. <laughs> You'd be like, nigga, what listen, the fuck was you listen, doing? Nigga. The struggle is real, man. <laughs> so, you. you know, I, but I was telling him, I said, like, I just think you need to learn to take time to yourself. And I know too many women and too many men that get out of relationships where I know they really cared about this person. Right. This person meant something to them. And then they're right back with somebody else. And I'm like, how? Yeah, because you have to, you need that time of reflection, right? Yeah. You need to, those people that do that, that jump from one relationship to the next, mm-hmm. continues to get the same thing same in every result. relationship because they're not learning from their mistakes. And I've had to personally take a step back um, over the past like six months and not just in relationships, but just yeah. in my life in general because I'm like, I am I feel like I'm making the same mistakes over and over again, mm-hmm. and that's only because I didn't learn from it. Yeah. Like, I didn't take that time of reflection and say, okay, why did why did I get this result from this scenario? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So even in relationships, even in friendships, yeah. even in work, even in business endeavors, it's like, okay, why am I getting this result? And if I don't take the time to figure out why, yeah. then I'm going to keep getting the same thing. But you know what? I was thinking of something while you were saying it. I'm going to try to get this out in words because I was trying to put it in my together, my thoughts together while you were talking. Mm-hmm. So... 
You know how when you just said that when you're in a relationship or when you get out of a relationship and you seem like you're still doing the same thing, right. sometimes I also, it came to me, what if it ain't you though? Mm. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, what, what is my vibe to where I'm attracting these people because mm-hmm. I thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. But then I thought to myself, life is so fucked up. What if it ain't you that's attracting these people? Life and the issues in life are just creating so many of these types of people. But it, it doesn't work like that. Like that's you don't just, think so? Uh-uh. Because we are, we're spiritual mm-hmm. beings, right? And so everything operates in frequencies. Everything is energy. I so believe that. you literally are, you're getting what you're putting out in some type of capacity. Yeah. So even in your finances and your health and your life and your marriage and your relationships or whatever it is, yeah. it, wh- wherever you are in your life right now, mm-hmm. if you take a, a 360 view mm-hmm. <clears throat> of everything that's going on, you will find that the only person that's in the center of all of that is you. Is you. Yeah. So you are the source of what's like, it's, it doesn't work where, um, that's, that's what makes us different from animals because animals don't have the ability to create, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they only have ability to be aware of where they are. Like yeah. you got a dog on a patio. They know they're on the patio, yeah. but they don't know. Like I'm in all two apartments. Yeah. I'm like right true, here true, by downtown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they don't have that awareness, but we do as yeah. human beings. And so whatever it is that we are getting, we are literally attracting to us. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't work where we are exempt from, from what we're creating. Yeah. And I think and even re- when, even when we don't know we're creating yeah. it, we're creating it. And I'm being transparent with myself, with everybody yeah. now by saying this, the reason I said that is because <laughs> I feel like over, at least over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. since I've been to Dallas, I've always dated. It's like, I always give the label of a relationship to women who are damaged, broken, mm-hmm. or like haven't taken time to find or fix themselves. Uh-huh. And me being a man who feels like I know, I don't feel like I know I know what I want. Right. I know what I need. Uh-huh. And it's like I always feel like I get these projects or these mm-hmm. women in they're under construction. We're all under construction. But like I've always said, when you're getting on a plane, if you have too much, you can carry on a bag, put it on there, or you could put some under the, the plane. Mm-hmm. I want a girl who only can bring one bag. Like everybody has baggage, but how much do you have? Do you have the compartment? The overhead? Yeah, the overhead. Or do you <laughs> or got you got the overhead or the check in? Like I don't want Both. all that shit. Right. And it's like now, if I ever get back out in these streets, I'm probably I don't even know if I would ever date again. Mm-hmm. Well, I would date. I don't know if I would ever get in a serious relationship or even get married. And that's the thing mm-hmm. that I'm starting to come to. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because I'm like I don't. It takes so much out of me to teach somebody to. That's why people stay where they're at in marriages that aren't perfect because who wants to start over and do all this shit over right. again? It's comfort zone. It's, it's, it's familiarity. Yeah, but that can be dangerous too because it can be damaging on your mind. Like right. you say, your energy and your spirit because you're staying somewhere just because when yeah. it's not it's really one of you where you want to be. A lot. Wow. I've heard so many married people who got a divorce. Even my brother who talked about it and he was like, when you get a divorce, you're, you're ha- when you think it's, it's final, mm-hmm. I'm ready to go, I'm mm-hmm. moving. And then you talk to an attorney and he gives you a, a stack of paperwork. Mm-hmm. You try to get this done, but the courts say, hey, we want you to take 60 to 90 days to see if you can reconcile this. Right. You got to pay this. You got to split all your names apart. You got to. And it's like, <sighs> but fuck it, you know I'll what? just stay. Divorce is literally like when you look up the word divorce, I, r- ripping has it's somewhere in the definition. Yeah. Like you literally are ripping something apart. You, apart. And, it's not, it and, once, and once it's ripped, it's not one of those things where you can kind of like put it back together. It's, it's literally like a tear that it will never be the same. But you that's know? why even in relationships, <laughs> I, I have an ex that has been trying to insert herself mm-hmm. back into my life probably mm-hmm. like the last six months. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, you're cool. And I literally see the changes that she's made from when we were together. Right. First of all, I was like, I'm not the type of person to leave somebody. To go with to somebody. To go be with right. somebody else. Two, any girl I've ever told that when I'm done, I'm done, I've never went back. Mm-hmm. I may have fucked them again mm-hmm. because it, the action may have been good. Right. But it's like, I never was like, oh, let's be back in a relationship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, I, because I always take a substantial amount of time by myself before I go to somebody else to where that person is literally fully out of my system. So, okay, I want to go back a little bit to your your statement of, like, why I always attract fixer-uppers, right? So, that here's what I'm... Because I think that everyone has a certain thing that they attract. Oh, but yeah. what, I, what I've learned about myself is there's... Even though I want it, mm-hmm. I may want something, but if I have a different desire in my subconscious, that's what I'm getting, yeah. right? So... It could be that you are you are attracting those type of women because you like projects. I like projects like this. Yeah, but if you have that same view in relationships, then I, you're getting that I don't think same I type do. of. And thing. I wonder about that because I'd be like, I hate like I don't I ain't trying to teach nobody how to fuck, cook, right. clean, nothing. Right. I need you to come you in need this to bitch. Come already ready, ready made. I need you to be like made. a hungry man dinner. Take you out, take the wrap off, put you in the thing for ten minutes, and you come out, and I can take care of it. Right. It's just it's to me, it takes too many too much energy out of me personally mm-hmm. to literally try to recreate this person I want this you know, I want somebody to be. Have you ever been in a relationship where you didn't have to do that? I've had sex with women where I didn't have to do that and for whatever reason I didn't get with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And the and the why? fixer and the fixer upper girls that I have dated, they are always good, wholesome women. And I think every man wants a woman. Who you can say not everybody has had and whatever the case may so be. So what attracts you to those women though? What a, okay, so so question. What attracts you to the woman that is the fixer upper mm-hmm. versus the woman that is already ready made, but you like you enjoy her sexually, but mm-hmm. you not y'all don't go to that next level. What there's this barrier. Yeah. What what's well, the barrier? The, for me personally, the things that I have had, and this is why I love talking to you, because it's like I'm interviewing you and you interviewing me, and we just having a all right, our conversation. This, this is like this is how we talk awesome. offline all anyway. the time. So, for me, I feel like the women that I've talked to that are wholesome, mm-hmm. the thing that gets me, for one, they're attractive. Men are physical and aesthetically, you know, we like to know that somebody's aesthetically pleasing to right. us. So it's like the physical is, is good. Mm-hmm. Then you start seeing, okay, they're nurturing and they're nice and they're mm-hmm. not loud and they're not rambunctious. And then it's like, you want that. You mm-hmm. want the no drama filled life. But by the time you fall in love or you love this person and you start figuring out these are things that you really couldn't deal with, you already care about them. Right. Because when you get a wholesome woman, you ain't fucking in two weeks. Right. You ain't fucking in three weeks or a month. You wait. So that time that you have took to cultivate this relationship, mm-hmm. by the time you find out certain things ain't what you want, you're willing to work with them because you care so much about them. Right. With the other girls, you fucking in the first month or so. You find okay. out the cooch is okay. good. Then you may be like, well, I don't want nobody who giving it up like that. Uh-huh. But then... They have a sex appeal or something about them, but then they may be too sassy and they may be too, it's may, they may be too much like me um, to where it just will not work. Right. But then it's like the too fixer much up. Like. Yeah. But the fixer uppers be like, it. we're so two opposite ends of the spectrum that it. And, and the fixer uppers yeah. allow, they're so pliable. Yeah. Like they, they are very much willing to change and yeah. adjust yeah. for 
that person. But you, know you can't always do that because I had a girl tell me one time, I changed for you. I didn't well you I shouldn't have. You. I didn't ask you to do that. And 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 not to be disrespectful saying I didn't ask you to do that, but it's mm-hmm. like I don't think you should ever change who you are. Mm-hmm. Tweak some things, adjust right. some things, but to change who you are. And I told I mean, her, change I said, for I'm the sorry better. if I made yeah, for the of better, course. yeah. Yeah. And I told her, I said, if you did that for me and I didn't speak up or I didn't see that, I apologize because I didn't I tweaked and adjusted things for you, but I will never change. Mm-hmm. I tell I should I tell my girl now all the time. When you met me, you knew I was a dick, an asshole, a jerk, all these things. Don't come in this bitch five, six years right. down the road and Expecting be like, you're be so... No, motherfucker, I've been the same goddamn way. What are you talking about? But that's when, that, that's the that's the, the difference between men and women is because... And it's not just all men and all oh, women. Of course, but I'm of just course. saying in the, in the general terms is that women, like, we tend to... We tend to adjust. We tend to like willingly. Change, willingly, yeah. Men I mean, to be like, oh, because yeah, because what happens it. is that we we realize that in order for me to still be in a relationship with this dude, I have to adjust what I like and what I dislike. Because if I'm if I'm dating a a hole mm-hmm. and I know that. I don't really like that, but yeah. I love him. Yeah. Then I have to just how I feel about dating men who are a hoes because mm-hmm. now I have to deal with all of your drama, yeah. even though I don't like it, but I love you. So I now, like I'm, I'm, but men don't do that crap, yeah. right? Like I don't, y'all I don't, don't like, do that. We don't because men don't like to settle. I don't even like when people are like, yeah, it's time to settle down. It's like no, no. If I get if I get married, yeah, I I want to be like yeah, nigga, I'm winning, I'm marrying her. Yeah, it's time to to step my game all the way. Be like yeah, nigga, we are gonna go out one more time because I'm settling down. Fuck no, that just sounds like nigga. That's depressing. It sounds like yeah, it sounds like depressing. Well, find me one. I find me one. I can uh. I found a nice wholesome person that I know gonna be with me for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life, she gonna stick with my bull. Yeah, and I'm just gonna settle on down. No man, no hell no. I don't (laughs) know what that means. But I but I agree with that because that's not how you're supposed to see marriage. Like I don't. I don't see marriage like that, man. I see marriage as like a real, like the way God intended. It's a beautiful thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's it's something that I definitely want to be married. You know, but yeah. I want to make sure that I I'm. Can't ma- say that. I don't want to be married to the wrong person. And I think that's what my reserve is. I think mm-hmm. that's why I have so much reservation when it comes to relationships and love because I'm mm-hmm. like, when I see a man, look at her. If I look at you now and I'm like, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I ain't getting married. I mm-hmm. remember telling my brother when he got married, I said, the same shit that you've been going through for the last couple of years, she's a great woman. Me and her, his ex-wife, we still have a, a rapport and a relationship. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I told him, I said, she's not going to change just because you give her a ring. Mm-hmm. That's not going to change it, it only intensifies, actually. At, it's not what, Whatever it is will intensify. Not, so the good yeah, will intensify and the, the bad. bad. If you're not having sex before marriage, you're not going to start having a whole lot of it oh my during gosh. marriage. If you're, not, have, if you're no. not getting cooked meals before marriage, you're not. if she ain't <laughs> cooking before then, and then... And I even and 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 I even see some people, and I hear people tell their friends, "You're cooking every day of the week for this nigga." Right. When you get married, he's gonna expect that. But you know it's a possibility of it falling off. So you may want to dial that shit back. You may listen. And from seven days to, to two days, you need to under promise and over deliver. Yeah, boo. yeah. I'm all for that. That's yeah. that's the motto of my life. I ain't. I, I I can't do too much. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't want my dude to expect for me to be. 10 all the time because I'm not, cause it's not gonna sometimes happen. I'm a 1 because I don't feel happen. like it <laughs> so I was looking at I'm being very honest mm-hmm. I was watching porn mm-hmm. and this time I didn't masturbate I was literally just watching for just Why? being like Sometimes I just I ain't gonna, I like ass. You just you just like it's like going to the it. strip club. You know what okay, I'm saying? I ain't got time to be giving them this money when I ain't getting none. So at least I, if I wanted to watch porn, I could rub one out and go on by my business. But th- okay. sometimes I just like to watch because honestly, I do love the the women the woman's anatomy. Uh-huh. And sometimes I just like to see things. Uh-huh. So I was watching and I was like, 
on any porn site I've ever seen or nasty magazines or even in the streets or even on social media, mm-hmm. on Instagram, you click the search tool. Most of the women that you see that are half naked, sexually oversold and everything else are more white women or light complected women. Right. I'm going white. And it made me think about why is it that black women get such a bad rap for being promiscuous and slutty and whorish and mm-hmm. hypersexual. And it's like, well, every time I turn my head, the people I see that align with those labels are white women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about you literally cannot believe everything that you that see, see or yeah. hear or say. Right. You literally got to look at things. Because I'm like, even on the podcast, we've had so many dudes, black dudes, come on and be like, well, I've messed with white women because white women are more sexually inclined than right. black. Black women can get there, but it's, you got to work for it. Well, white women is like they, you know, they bend their knees a little bit easier mm-hmm. Than, mm-hmm. than black women. So asking you as a black woman, why do you think it is that even in this day of time where your eyes literally tell you that you see more Right. People who aren't black that are hypersexual and all these, you know, labels that have right. been given to black women. How do you stay awake and, and see that and see it for what it is? And how do you take that as a black woman? Um, I, I don't I don't know how I take that as a black woman. That's a really good question. I, I haven't really even I've never really thought about it. Like, I know that as a black woman, like, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a sensual person. I'm a sexual person in general. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's, that's me. That's my preference. It yeah, doesn't have to anything to do with me being black or whatever. It's exactly. just, that's just, what, it's just I like. what I like. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but, but I know that like, even in our upbringings, black women, specifically me, my dad was a pastor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was never around that. Um, promiscuous type of energy where it's just like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm super sexual at 18 and 19, you know, but when I was in college, I, it was a lot of Caucasian women that was like that. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the basketball players dated the the white chicks because they knew knew that they were going, they were going to get it and and they didn't have to work hard for it. But they know, like you said, if they go to a black woman, our upbringings are different. You know what I'm saying? Like the things that are instilled in us as black women they're different because they already know that yeah. you can easily be looked at looked at as a whore, yeah. as a slut, yeah. as promiscuous, and that's not the label that you want as a black woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because even as friends, I'm like, I don't want a homegirl that's the hoe. Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah. I mean, you know, like all of us got got that in us. That yeah, everybody yeah. got those tendencies. Oh yeah, of course. But but we usually not we but my circle yeah. tends to do that in relationships and sure. not like random. Just now, randomly. you know, I've had my days, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I was in college too. Like I, Shit, I got down. You got to learn. Yeah. Exactly. For real. I, I totally learned. <laughs> um, but now, you know, at 37, I'm like, I'm too old to be sleeping around like you that. 37? Dude, I, 37. I don't know why I thought you was like 28, 30. You did not. No Are you bullshit. serious? I would have never guessed you 37. dude. I'll be 38 in June. Man, Can I you love believe being it? black, man. I love being fucking black. God damn it. I swear to God. Wouldn't change it for the world. Even all the hardships. So the reason I brought up that question, because I was like, historically, white women have slept. They slept with slaves. And even now, they seek us out for sexual pleasures and fulfillment. And then when you go back to, like, the white slave master, he used to rape black women. And black women gave themselves and their lives to honestly protect us at times. Yeah. If you watched, uh, did you ever, did you see Nate Parker's movie? Uh-huh. Yes, and remember I did. the part on Gabrielle, uh, Gabrielle Union when she had to go in and sleep with the white dude, yes. it was either that or somebody was going to get killed yeah. or sent off to another plantation. Like black women have so often sacrificed themselves for Absolutely. us and nothing against white people or white women, but it's like, a white woman ain't never did no shit like that. Not. You don't know no historical context of what. Like yeah, they're not gonna give themselves up. <laughs> if it's like, oh, he going, you may have some, but it's like, 
the black woman's makeup and DNA has always been to protect. Yes. And take care of the home front. Right. And like I say, for y'all to have given yourselves to men, you know, to, to white men back in those days to save our lives, that's big. And then, mm-hmm. like I said, black white slave masters used to rape y'all, have a kid, and put the kid in the field to not be associated with them. Right. So it's so I mean, it's it's crazy when you think about the way but society think about all, has deemed Think us. about all of those things that have been um, infused in our culture, in our upbringing, in our lives, in our homes. Yeah. Like, all of those things play a huge part. So when, you know, when you're talking to a black woman and you call her a hoe, it's a totally different mindset than when you call someone from a different race yeah. a hoe. Because it's like, wait, what? Because that's not, that's not who I am. Because yeah. that makes me feel like... I am being used in a way that I don't agree to. So it's, it feels like I'm I'm being emotionally raped, and yeah. you know what I'm saying, like all yeah. of those type of things because of what we what we come from. Yeah. You know that scenario of of uh, being utilized by the white uh, master in order to get. You know what I'm saying, yeah. like. And just 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 to say that he was a black woman, yeah. just just to say that because they, they, that's a power struggle, right? Oh, that's yeah, just like course. you know, I'm I'm raping this black woman because I like seeing her squirm and yeah. cry and yell, yeah. and you know what I'm saying, like all of that craziness. Now I want you to listen to this this poem, and then we we can break it down if you want. But it was okay. it was it said that it was titled "Bitter Black Woman," and I put it on the Reality is Facebook for anybody mm-hmm. who's listening; they can go see it. Mm-hmm. And she talked about things like why we shouldn't fight against each other and why black men should protect us and why we protect you guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to see if I can get it to where you can hear it. You should be able to hear it. But let me okay. Know. I, I want the world to see this baby. Most of the time I, I I'm really sad and y'all come. I display war wounds, not the physical scars of altercation, more like emotionally and mentally fucked up from this world that I'm facing. Everyone's looking at me wondering why my behavior is not the best. They calling me a bitter black woman when this is really post-traumatic stress. My life's a test. Always being put out there by myself on the front line. They want to see if I'm a conquer, but I'm about to lose my mind and I don't even pretend to be doing fine. I want the world to see what it's made me. Most of the time I'm really sad and y'all confuse that with angry and everybody got a remedy trying to tell me what I need. This society is built by the people who cut and tell you not to bleed and nobody has to walk these shoes but us so they don't know how we feel. You've never been this hurt but judging what we do to hell, this shit's so real. To the point that most are not even aware. Before we go out into this world, we have to mentally prepare, and it's not fair. Pardon me if I come on sounding like a victim, but it's so emotionally draining if you fight against the system. Institutions that reinforce women not getting equal pay, and if you're a woman and you're black, you'll never have an equal say. They view us like we're in the way, so we have to reinforce we're worth it. This the shit nobody talks about how we feel beneath the surface. They tell us how ugly our hair is, then judge us if we start buying it. They tell us how nasty our dark skin is and judge us if we lighten it. They tell us how much we are not desired so we get desperate to be found appealing. Then call us hoes that need attention if we're looking to reveal and somebody asks me why do we scream black girls rock giving plaques awards and statues. Because nobody else is going to love us so that means that we have to. Black men. We went from being forced to turn our backs to each other to doing that shit willingly. And I can act like I don't need no man, but not having one is killing me. We're sick of having to work multiple jobs so we can bring home all the funds. We're sick of shelving our femininity so we can make men our chosen sons and sick of being told we like womanhood. Cooking, cleaning, domestic skills. Well, y'all expect us to run a household and go out and pay all the bills? We were put out at strength in numbers. We need each other for support. But nowadays, we're too busy battling to remember why we fought. Turning us against each other was orchestrated by design and how can I truly love myself while hating all the men that's mine? 
And how can you raise a black daughter right while not using black mothers as a reference? You're telling your baby how special she is while telling her mother she's not your preference? This shit is so fucked up internally. We have to fight for love. Nothing is given. We're the only race that has to ask our men if he even likes black women. This cycle of self-hate we perpetuate is just causing a greater divide. We let the system trick us into fighting each other as if we were not on the same side. And you can run and you can hide. But the truth, it does not care if you're ready. The more you let it sit on your heart, the more the world just going to seem heavy and it's weighing my spirits down. You can hear it in my tone. It's bad enough we have to fight this fight. It's worse that we have to fight alone. I would give anything to have a man in my corner to feel the protection that black men bring. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to play your role in some things that can only be done by kings. And we speak with force and attitude from years of not having a voice. And we're hard and independent because we have no other choice. So when you get this message, I hope you understand. I'm just trying to end this war. Dear black men, dear black women, ask yourselves, what are we fighting for? Nice. And that shit's so real because when she talked about the angry black woman. Yeah. For so long, y'all have not had voices. Absolutely. Even with my girl, sometimes I feel like we've had interesting conversations. Because like I said, we don't argue. I don't raise my voice no higher than I talk on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Some people say I'm nonchalant. But it's like... That's good, though. I mean, sometimes good. when she's talking to me, she talks to me as if I'm not listening to her. And sometimes I'm not because the way her <laughs> message is being delivered mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. But it's being delivered that way because there's so many outlets outlets that black women don't have access to to speak their mind without being labeled. How many times right. have you and been not, in and, and being able to disconnect from your emotions. Because yeah. we're... I mean, we, we communicate in that sometimes. Yeah. And it's only because we don't we're not around a society that allows us to be really free with expressing ourselves without being, and being labeled. Yeah, and being taught how to be expressive. Like that's not something that's taught for for to women. Men, I think you guys you guys are taught how to disconnect from your feelings and and think literal and actually be like you know, think logically, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this is just what should happen regardless yeah. of whether I like it or not, or whether I feel about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But women aren't like that. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're not, we're not taught at home from our mothers or our fathers how to effectively communicate. That, and that's one and thing that's that I, so important. Yeah, it, it really is. Because if you, like you said, if you don't really communicate something right, it's going to get taken wrong, you know? But how do you, I don't, I, I it's it's so funny because, like you said, we have not been taught mm-hmm. how to communicate. And some people, like I said, I've I've talked to several women to where I just really don't raise my voice. I used to. Yeah. And then it's like I got to a place to where I was like, I'm not going to talk any higher than this because I know for, <clears throat> I know for me, excuse me, if I'm being mm-hmm. hollered at, I'm not going to respond. Right. And I mean, you're not going to get a reaction out of me because my mind automatically shuts down because it's like I don't want to have to deal with this shit. Right. And it's unfortunate, like. As much as I love being in my black skin, mm-hmm. I literally wish it was equal because it's not. It was an article written by mm-hmm. this woman. I think I posted it on social media too, on Facebook. The reality is Facebook, mm-hmm. and she said I had no idea what I was getting to, getting into when I married a black man. Mm. Now she loved him, you right. know what I'm saying? But she was like, he would be paranoid sometimes about, like she said, he drove her car. They was driving around in the car one day, and she, he realized her tail light was out, mm-hmm. and he was like, hey, you need to get this tail light fixed because. We could get pulled over, and if I'm driving it and I'm black, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And she's like, I felt like he was just overdoing it, you know. And she was like, it was so funny because when he was seen 
with my white son because she had a son with a white man before mm-hmm. him. She's like, when he was seen with my white son, the police were called or people were asking questions as if my son was being stolen right, or kidnapped. kidnapped by this black man. But when white people or other people saw me, they praised this white woman like, for this mixed child. Like, so oh, you adopted this baby. It's so great that you're doing so this. Awesome. And she was like, I didn't understand that the world saw black people the way they did until yeah. I married one. And right. she was uh, married a black man. Mm-hmm. And she was like, one day they were driving with the taillight out and she was like, he got pulled over mm-hmm. and face down on the hood. You know, the cop wow. was like, Hey, we need your, you know, registration, like, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever. And she was like, when he came home and told me that I didn't understand why he was so angry before. And I started to understand now. And then she didn't know his name, but she was like, and then in Minnesota, a couple of weeks later, a man was killed for the mm-hmm. same thing. Talking about Philando Castile. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's some of the things that I've talked to, to white people about before. And she even spoke to her. She was like, no white person can ever say they understand no. the black struggle or the, what black people go through because you don't, you don't, you don't understand it because you don't have to think about it. Right. We have to think about when I know for me, when I'm at work and I work with all white people and when I'm around them, I watch what I say because I know a label can already be given to me without anything being, I, I don't have you to don't do have to anything. anything right. It's just given to me. Right. Black women going walk back, in the door. It's period. Just mm-hmm. like going back to what you were saying. And like this young lady was saying on this poem, you, how many times have you been in a, a setting of corporate America or anywhere else and you don't agree with something and you hear everybody else clapping back at this white man or this white woman who's the head, but you don't have, you don't say it or you try to, you know, redact or kind of edit what you're saying before you say it because you'd be like, I want to make sure he understands what I'm saying and doesn't label me right. as an angry black woman or as this black person. Right. Are you bitter or you don't know because how to that's talk what we're or... going to get. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because that's where we're going to get. And so many times, Going back to what you just said about, oh, we don't know how to talk. I've talked to so many white people, customers, clients, whatever, friends, Mm -hmm. who have no idea what they're talking about. They don't research it. And they'll tell you something. And it's like, no, motherfucker, that's wrong. And I read the book on it. I know it and I live it. So what you're saying is wrong. Right. But it's it's so funny that you're what you say. And what you do is so held at a higher standard just because of the color of your skin. Yeah. And even like like going back to whether they understand it or not, I think that I know that understanding comes with or knowledge comes with understanding. Mm-hmm. And that comes by cert- researching. That comes by studying. That comes by like getting as much information about a specific topic as possible. True. And the thing about it is that, that they don't want to know. Don't to. It's not It's not that they can't understand. They don't want to understand. But not only do they not want to understand, they don't have to. Right. They, but they do, though. They do have to they understand. They have to, but they don't have to. Meaning, like, and, and not to be funny. They need to. Put it like need that. To. They and need the thing, to understand. It's certain things that they learn after certain things happen. Mm-hmm. It's certain things that we already know because our parents taught us these things. Right. Before it even came to where when it came, we recognized it. Right. But see, the thing it. about it is that we have to know them. We have to know every, we have to know how they think. We have to know um, how they operate. We have to because we're we're inundated in their world. But we already right? and we already do know how they feel. How yes, they we do. And, and but but we're forced to do yeah, that, though. That's what I'm not. saying. Like we we are taught how we are taught to know how to read. All of those innuendos about when you walk into a room or when you get pulled over by a police officer or as a black woman, this is what's going to happen. As a black man, this is what's going to happen. If you're not touching, don't buy. If you're not buying, don't touch. Yeah, exactly. Or or when you go in into a store, into a a high price store, like you have to kind of present yourself in a certain way. So you you really need to like I can't go into Barney's with a ripped up T-shirt on and red because they're going to think I'm homeless. Right. So but guess what? Somebody else of another color can go in there looking like shit whoever yep. and they get the best respect and don't stand in the corner too long by yourself 
Oh my gosh. Um, this was a few months ago that um, it was Victoria's Secrets actually. So it was a they had a customer in there that was an African American woman, mm-hmm. and she started getting irate with like the uh, the worker. Yeah. And so so instead of them dealing with that specific customer, they told all the black people in the store to leave. Oh shit. I would have so that motherfucker all up. the black and it was I mean if you were Victoria's Secret so it's mainly women in yeah. there you know yeah. so all of the black women they told all the black women to leave so, so just think about crazy, that man. like that's that's how they view us they view us in groups and mm-hmm. categories and clumps it's not like you know oh you're a black person but your story is different from this person it's like no you black Do, have so, you seen it out I haven't seen. I it. haven't. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I was supposed to go see it this weekend. I didn't have time to myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't see. have time to myself. See. But see. I, I'm gonna take. Some, <laughs> I may go this evening and go check it out. Mm-hmm. But I heard so many white people. I heard. I didn't hear them, but uh-huh. I read things and read articles yeah. where they were saying a lot of white people were outraged in the way they were depicted in this movie. Uh-huh. And I haven't seen it, but they were just like, "This, this is not right." And I'm thinking. <sighs> What about all the fucking times all these slavery movies, every role that a black person gets, every role. it's negative, and if it is good, then they don't get Oscars or Grammy, Grammy yeah. or no yeah. kind of no- nominations yeah. or nothing for it. Yeah, like that, but that's that's just the way society is. How man. dare like, you yeah. depict how, us in this? How light. dare you depict white people as crazy? Yeah, like y'all. Hello, like <laughs> like like y'all ain't do slavery Hello. and y'all are didn't you do, serious like, right yeah. now and so but see that that type of response shows me that you don't understand and you don't like care. is that you you're, you don't understand you don't care you're not trying to know like the other perspective yeah. you're not trying to understand yeah. the black perspective yeah. because seeing that movie and i'm not going to give away any details but at the end of that movie like I, I was I had to rethink of, of a lot of parts and and um and characters and stuff mm-hmm. in the movie because you don't it doesn't really hit you until after you see it that you're yeah. like oh that's what they were doing or you know so I yeah. want to see it again but after that movie like it really forced me to look at, like every white person is like I ain't drinking skeptical. that tea bitch <laughs> get that I'm tea away from me like, <laughs> ah. but then here's another thing is in the movie is you have those moments that it's like. Of course, that like this yeah. is what white women do. Like yeah. the, his girlfriend in the movie. You can tell me I'm okay with it, I, and I'm not gonna tell. I want to know this part. Please tell me. Fuck you, them if they no. haven't watched this bitch in a month. That's their problem, just like it's my problem. I want to no, hear it, please. No, one, no, just I'm this one part. Just one so, part. So the 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 uh, the lead character, uh-huh. his girlfriend, right? Yeah. So her role throughout the whole movie is very like supportive. Mm-hmm. Like she's like she's the ideal white girlfriend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she really is. Like she got his back. She like talking crap to the police officers. So she's like on a his black behalf. white sister. Yeah. Like okay. she's just like because it because in the movie it portrays her as like. That, like she does not see color. Yeah. It it portrays her I hate as when they say that too. Yeah, it portrays her as her family doesn't see color. They don't see him. I mean, they they know he's black, yeah. but they don't see him like oh, you brought uh, a black, black man home? home. Oh my goodness. You know, like I just remember the, the commercial from a commercial where he was like, What is this thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's it's so it's it's different, right? Yeah. But that's that's the role that she portrays. But then when the when her real Self yeah. shows up toward the end of the movie. Oh, so she was a different person. Oh, like her real self shows oh, up. You shit. like? Wait a minute. You know what? I see that. That's the type of stuff. Finger, I, yeah. <laughs> couldn't put like, my finger. I up. knew. I knew someone right. Like you're too perfect. Yeah. Because that's that's in in our minds as black women and black men and mm-hmm. black culture. 
we see white women a certain way, right? So we see them as like, you still got this underlying. So tell me what you, so when you, and we'll both give our uh-huh. own thought process. When you think of white women, mm-hmm. what do you think? Um, How do you perceive them? Privilege? Okay. Yeah, I see privilege. Like I see, I see privilege and I see a total disconnect sometimes from reality outside yeah. of their race, of yeah. their culture. Well, of that's what I was gonna say. They kind of disregard things. When I see white women, um, when I see women, period, but we're talking white women, I do, the areas that I'm in, I see more attractive white women than not. Mm-hmm. So when I see white women, I think attractive, workout, privilege, mm-hmm. don't know what they're talking about if it didn't come from a book at a university. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like you said, they're disconnected and they, they don't know they're disconnected. Right. And they, they don't, don't know. know they're disconnected until they see something or something happens and they're like, I don't know or I didn't know, but oftentimes they still try to rationalize it to make people see from their perspective. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, the whole world sees from a white person's perspective right. because we have now been forced to, to do different. that. Now it's time for you to step out of your comfort zone right. because that's their issue. Yeah. They live in a bubble. They go to mostly white, you know, if you're privileged enough to do this, they go to mostly white schools, right? White churches, right? When they and and the white the black friends that they do hang out with, if they're in their area, you're black, you're black, mm-hmm. but aesthetically you're black. Mm-hmm. But in the inside, <laughs> did you ever see Atlanta where that white the black dude thought he was a white man and bought a blonde wig and he was like, I don't know why black people do this. There are black people who are like they don't know their identity, they don't know right. where they come from, and right. if they do know where they come from. They have a James Baldwin like perspective, and what that means was yeah. with James Baldwin. Or they, they intentionally like disconnect from him. They disconnect, and it's like James Baldwin is a, an amazing person, but the when his stories and his his essays started becoming so profound when he was able to see white culture from being overseas mm-hmm. and seeing that in the UK and in London they're different. They're different, but right? then to be able to 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 streamline it back here and say, well, I know white people can be good. But I also know this white person. Mm-hmm. Why it's almost like white people don't see that. They just know that they from what they see on TV, this is the this is what I see this and this is what, is what right. black people and, fear. And them. this and this is what we create, right? Yeah. So because we are the we are the majority and this is how we think, then that majority of thought process really runs the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So anybody that's not in that majority, then you kind of have to get in where you fit in. You yeah. got to figure it out. You have to adjust. You have to conform. Yeah. You have to see things differently. Like, you you know, even in corporate America, as a black woman, like, have you seen... Um, Oh God! What's the what's the it's uh the it's a Ray show? Um, oh yeah 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 yeah! I love that show. Um, if you wouldn't have fucking asked oh, me that, oh gosh, I would have this is so Ray, terrible. Issa Ray. If you wouldn't have fucking asked me that. Uh, okay. So anyway, on I'm that show, it, doing yes. That, okay, so on that show, her best friend, who's an attorney. Um, you know, she's like the only black person that works in the law firm. Yeah. And so there's another uh, black chick that comes in as an intern. And this black chick is like super hood. Right. I so, know what you're I saw that yeah, episode, so yeah. she's like, you know, talking loud and hood and, and like just real insecure. Yeah, insecure, thank you. Um, so she's just talking all hood and loud and like laughing and and so the 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 car- I mean the the best friend comes goes to her and is like, Hey man, you know, you kind of need to chill out. Like, you, you know, they, they, they see us differently yeah, here. So I'm not do. saying that you yeah. have to, like, change yourself, but just kind of, like, dumb it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she got mad at her. Like, you ain't got to tell me. I ain't going to do nothing. I didn't have to do it to get up in here. Yeah. And guess what? She got she was, fired. She, you hear me? You got to pay because attention. Because you don't man. know how to adjust. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to play that to, game, Like, man. as... as as our culture, we have to adjust in certain scenarios. Yeah. We have to put on our 
voice. We have to put on our, you know, like our facade. We have to put on our new personality. And and here's you got to shrink a little bit. You got to bend yourself to fit. And even in even in affirmative action, like who's benefited most from that? Yeah, white women. White women. Yeah. They have benefited the most from affirmative action. Not black women, not black men, not black anybody. But that's the thing where I talk about they don't know, and white people don't know that. I, I got into it with a, black, a white dude when I was still in college, and he mm-hmm. said, uh, a white guy, and he said, they brought up affirmative action, and the professor was black, and he said, what is affirmative action? And he was like, well, you know, it was something back in the day when Martin Luther King was alive, and, you know, to help black oh, people God. get ahead or whatever. And I said, and after he finished talking, I said, so do you know the legislation of, you know, affirmative action. Do you, have you read the guidelines? And just to paraphrase right. it, I say you do know it was for minority. It said it was like black men, black women, all minorities, and other. I was like, who the fuck you think other is? If right. you a minority, we already know you ain't white. Right. So is the other for white? And then if you really go and look in the detail, it includes the white people mm-hmm. because white women didn't have a voice back in the right. 50s, women 60s, period. 40s, 30s. Yeah, period. they did. Yeah. And, and in a patriarchal society, so it didn't help us. It was it was like a loophole for white women to kind of get what they want. Even when they talk about, on, on a major level, if you're watching the news, when they talk about women are still making 75 cents on the dollar of every man, most pictures that they put up and most women who are speaking about that are white, white women. White women, right. On CNN, on Fox right. News, on whatever. You never see a black woman because they going through the same thing. And I told... I had to tell this one white woman in my old job. She's like, well, men make more money. I said, I guarantee I don't make more money than you as a white woman. And if I don't make more, as much money as you, guess what? The black woman is making less. So She's I don't want even less. Why do you, you think they put that shit in play? And I was telling somebody, why do you think they put that shit in place in the bylaws of company uh, with the, with the corporate books where they say, don't discuss pay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they say that? Because they know it may be a motherfucker that's black, Hispanic or Indonesian or whatever they may have a master's in the same thing that this white person has from a better school than this white person but because he's white right ha ha <laughs> he'll get the more money the most ha ha he'll get the most money he'll get the most money and you know they uh when I think the I, I think it was the Supreme Court that they went on and passed the dreadlocks they can't they they can't discriminate they against can that? They can discriminate mm-hmm. against that now. Mm-hmm. You said they can't. They can. Oh, they can. Because oh. it was a black woman. I think it was up in Philly last year. She went for a job, did all the criteria, had the right. interviews, did the stuff online, drug tests, everything. And when they finally saw her in person, because everything, you know, now you don't do every interview in, right. in face-to-face. Right. So when they came into the office before she got ready to leave, the white recruiter said, are you going to wear your hair like that, you know, once you come to work? And she's like, yes. And, yeah. they, and she was like, are those dreadlocks? And she was like... Yes, and she was like, "Well, we can't hire you if you're going to keep your hair like that because you know they get dirty and things." And she was like, <gasps> "What? Wow!" And they ended up literally pulling everything, pulling back. everything back, and not giving her the job because she would not cut her hair. Which I've been through that. I've been through that with CBS. I've been through that with uh, Richard's Group. Mm-hmm. They asked me. I said, wow. "No." I've been with that for uh, they State asked of you Texas. to cut your hair. They wanted me to look different. They wanted me to sound different. This is me. You just want, hey, you man, want, this is you Anthony. want somebody different. Yeah, this is me, though. Hey, hey, this is Anthony. What up, world? This is Anthony, host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes. They want more like this. Hey, this is Anthony Roberts, the host of The Reality Is Where Filtering <laughs> Becomes Extinct, and you are listening to episode one. I'm going to be so fucking fake. My face It's not be even going to be the reality is anymore. It will not be. <laughs> it's going to be the reality was. It, yeah, it will not be. <laughs> and it's like, and people, and you know, you'll have some white people that be like, well, uh, that's not a racist thing. 
How is it that not racist so to tell racist. us this is a part of who we are, our culture, our hair grows out of our scalps different? That's a prejudice, actually. It is. That's what that is. Yeah, That's it's not racism. Being, it's a yeah, stereotype it's, it's and it's stereotype. prejudice. Yeah. yeah, and it's prejudice. And it's yeah. unfortunate because I'm like, y'all don't, but y'all the ones that get lice. Come on, with your straight hair. I love my white people, but it's like, y'all the ones that get lice, y'all the ones that smell like wet puppies when you wet. <laughs> Or a dog, not even a puppy. A puppy, a wet puppy is cute. A dog, you be like, motherfucker, dry that shit off. <laughs> don't come in here shaking all that stuff on us. They the ones that don't really wear lotion. Like, I mean, it's a lot they of don't shit. Need to. Yeah, but it's a lot of shit that lotion. they don't do. They don't get ashy like that. And and how many times? I know for me, it's been many times I've went to a white home, and I thought I saw a nasty home at a black person's house. Oh, listen, it's I a went whole to the bathroom. Level. I forgot where I was at. Me and Artizi went to, I th- we went to the movies. Mm-hmm. I went and used the bathroom. I literally walked in beside this nigga. I took my dick out. He came in. He took his dick out. I peed. I went over to wash my hand. He just walked right out, grabbed the door and left. And I'm thinking, sometimes I, I piss on my own hand when I shake my shit. I, first of all, you touching it. Yeah. Like, wash your hands. Yeah. Like, yeah. just wash your hands. Even I like as a so woman, when we white, you just, you may get something on you. Like, yeah. just wash your hands, dude. And white people need to learn people space. <laughs> if I'm in a parking lot and I'm parked way at the back, and it's all these rows. Don't come fucking park right beside me. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the bathroom. Yeah, if I'm in the bathroom and I'm using the stall on the end away from everybody else, and there's ten stalls on the wall, you gonna come don't, right here? Up I had a nigga do that last to, week, right next to you. And I, I didn't talk to him, but I like while I was peeing, and I looked, and nobody else was in the bathroom because I always make sure because I'm like, if I got a fart, whatever, it's just me. So I'm peeing, and he come in, and I, all I said was to myself while I was shaking my dick, I said, "Come on, bro. You right here? Come on, like, bro." Really? Come on, Why are you bro. So close? Are you trying up. to see my shit? You want to feel comfortable? Like I don't understand. White folks don't know people. They touch see. you. They want to touch your hair. They stand. I remember I was getting groceries about a month ago, and you know when you got to stick your card in there and you got to put. Your, yeah. Like, why are you so close on me where you can see my shit? You, you can, and then guess what? If we say, "Can you back up some?" Yeah. Then, now they're looking we, at now you like aggressive. Uh, now we're aggressive. How dare oh, you? Oh gosh, no, yeah. the aggressive black man. Even when go. I'm doing my shit, I wait for their shit. On the conveyor belt to get all the way to the end, and then I start putting my shit on there. Right. Unless it's just a full line, then I'll still take the separation stick. But that's just that's that whole that's that whole culture line right there. Yeah. Because we we are like we we were raised like that, right? Well, I, I mean, our parents was like, back up. I right. mean, and I mean, we're not we're not yeah. it. We're not um, what is it called? Uh, we're not physical when it comes to touch, like hugging and yeah. kissing, yeah. and you know all the type of stuff in and our we're home. Definitely not intrusive on people's space. Absolutely not, because not like we're just not that type of. We're, we, our culture doesn't operate like that. Like, no. if, like I'm a hugger, but I get people that's just like, oh, you're a hugger, and I'm like, I am. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I just I like to. I hug think people. it's okay. I just think, like I said, it's about being in my space when you don't. They don't pick up on clues of reading people to say this facial expression means get the fuck away from me. We need you to understand that. Back up. I was talking to you earlier. It's my space, man. I was talking Ten feet. To you, I was talking to you earlier because, you know, normally I don't pay tithe. I don't, well, not normally. I purely don't pay tithes at church. Mm-hmm. Don't go to church. Mm-hmm. So my tithe, and I've said this before, is when I'm driving and I see a homeless person, if I got a dollar, some change, whatever, I give it to him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Meek Mill had a video where mm-hmm. he gave $20 to mm-hmm. a homeless man. But before he gave him the $20, he's like, hey, I'm going to give you this 20 but I need you to do 20 push-ups. Now, Personally, I'm not against that. I mean, they tell us, you know, a lot of things growing up. Now, for the people who are biblical, I made sure I took a note on this. Let me mm-hmm. bring my mic down. Come on, come on. You finna, you finna quote a scripture? Yeah. Okay, okay, in. come on. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verses come 6 on, through 9 come state. Come on, pastor. <laughs> Preach. 
our orders backed up by the master Jesus are to refuse to have anything to do with those among you who are lazy and refuse to work the way we taught you. Don't permit them to freeload on the rest. We showed you how to pull your weight when we were with you. So get in on in it. That ain't even how you said it, but that somebody wrote. <laughs> I'm like, this is a, what version so, is this? Basically, you know how they <laughs> Anthony Roberts. No, <laughs> this is somebody who you know how they take those Bibles from he and thither and thee right, and they put right. it in language. This is like terms. the uh, the new the, yeah, the, yeah, the right. new King new, James. New King. <laughs> we didn't sit around on our hands expecting others to take care of us. In fact, we worked our fingers to the bone up half the night, moonlighting, so you wouldn't be burdened with taking care of us. And it wasn't because we didn't have a right to support you. We did. We simply wanted to provide an example of diligence, hoping it would prove contagious. In the streets of Texas, mm-hmm. you don't grind, you don't shine. Mm-hmm. We get all these things. You don't work, you don't eat. Hard work pays off. Mm-hmm. Meek Mill asked this nigga to do 20 push-ups to get this done. He asked him to work to get this 20 That's not really work. That's embarrassment. That's like... The only reason I didn't feel it is because the dude hand, like, he was shaky. Like, something was clearly wrong with him. Right. And it took him a while to do the 20 push-ups. That was the only reason I didn't agree because I'm like, okay, if you're going to give him 20 and you got 20 to spare, you got way more than 20 to like, spare. Like, stop. Just give him the like, $20. Yeah, that's, that's, to me, that's just showcasing broadcasting your ego. Yeah. Like, your ego is way too big. And if you really wanted to help him, you then you give him a job. Me- and you wouldn't have put it on social media either. Then, right. And, exactly. Yeah. And you wouldn't have... That, that's not that's that's not work. That's 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 uh military. That's that's dominating. It's really it's kind of entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah. It's like how you want this twenty dollars? Give me twenty pushups. That bull crap. Like instead, you could have been like. But oh. he didn't say it like that. I think you got to look in and and, re, and like I said, I like to play devil's advocate. You have to mm-hmm. look in it in which the context he said it. Because from what I watched, when you know when I saw the video, he's the dude asked him. He's like, "Hey, you got any change?" And he was like, "Yeah, I got you, man." He was like, "I got you know." He's like, "I'm gonna give you this twenty dollars." He was like. But before I give you this 20, you know what I'm saying? He was like, I'm just asking you to do 20 push-ups. Like, give me 20 push-ups. I think what made it worse on the video, because so many people climbed him, is he, clearly he was with his homeboys. Mm-hmm. So his homeboys, like, when the dude got around 10, he kind of started getting weak. And he's like, oh, he ain't going to be able to get him. He ain't. And so it was kind of like it started, it this, started making a spectacle right, of him as opposed exactly. to it just giving him the $20. Right. So now you, now not only are you embarrassing him more than what he's already embarrassed, he get a homeless man asking you for $20, first of all. Well, he didn't ask him. He just told him because I ain't giving no. If I give a homeless man $20, I'm going to say, I'm about to take you home. I need you to clean my car. And You're going to do something. Yeah, you're like, going to do something for $20. But for me, that's work, yeah, right? Yeah. So, like. Um, well, my dad was living like if we were um, if we had anything, you know, we lived on a ranch, yeah. so it was always something to do. Oh, full like, house and shit. Okay. <laughs> <He's so stupid. laughs> but if if there was something like if he seen somebody on the side of the road or he seen somebody that needed work, yeah, he gave them work. You know what I'm saying? Like you gonna come and mow the yard, yeah. you gonna come and clear branches, you gonna come and um sweep the gutters, like you gonna do some work, and yeah. then I'm gonna pay you according to your work. To what your like, work is, yeah. Not I'm gonna make you do 20 push-ups for my own <laughs> personal entertainment. Like that's what twenty dollars is easy. He hurt so, me. He tripping. Before we end the podcast, we got a question of the day. It's really not a question; it's a statement. I've said several times. I'm in a couple of groups on Facebook where. You know, people give me their commentary and mm-hmm. their thought process. So I'm gonna try to read this now. When I read this. The sound's off. I didn't write this shit. I literally <laughs> copied and pasted this shit in my notes. So if I sound illiterate, this has nothing to do with my reading capabilities. <laughs> Just try to like tweak it. Yeah, you I'm know a, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she started out. She said, this is not personal. I'm not going to give the person's name. She said, this is not personal. I repeat, this is not personal. But I feel sorry for you dudes that have to accept the fact that many of the women that you date will wear a weave almost 100% of the time that you're with her. Like, you never have, you never have and possibly never will see her own hair. But is she capable of giving you the different looks at any given time that she le- when she leaves the salon? 
a plus for some. I don't know. Mm -hmm. She said, I just imagine running your fingers through her hair, massaging her scalp, or her pulling her hair back in a ponytail atop her head or all nose. I guess it's all about equivalent to us finding dudes that pay for dates nowadays. Both women who wear their own hair and dudes that pay for dates are becoming a non-existent uh, thing that I see. Mm -hmm. First of all, I pay. Mm-hmm. Even with female friends, most of the time, mm -hmm. I pay. Mm -hmm. So I don't know where that part comes from. I've never dated a girl who wears weave all the time. I have dated a girl who wore wigs and weaves a lot. Mm -hmm. And she had hair down to the middle of her back. And I never <laughs> understood, outside of laziness, why you just won't why do, do your fucking hair. Right. <laughs> my girl now gets asked all the time because her hair is long, is mm -hmm. this your hair? And she's like, yes, it's my hair. Mm -hmm. She also gets critiqued by a lot of black women because she wears her hair straight. Mm -hmm. She has no perm, no chemicals. She just gets oppressed. She just gets oppressed. Her mm -hmm. whole life, she's never had chemicals in her hair, which mm -hmm. makes her hair natural. Right. But because she wears her hair straight and gets it pressed, right. you always have people saying, well, that ain't natural and this ain't that. It is And natural. it makes me think to myself, outside of what she's saying, why are black people always on each other about shit that have nothing to do with them? If somebody because, when, because we're we're judgmental of everything, women. we're yeah we're we're judgmental and we're very um we are jealous and and envious of like women that especially if you don't have long hair then yeah. you know it's like oh she got that long hair yeah. and think she like, shit yeah yeah like don't, don't get me no don't get it wrong now when the wind hits sometimes I, my girl will swing her hair and I'm like girl get out of here with that shit she swing a little shit like. I like, could do that too. You, you know, swing my yeah, let me catch that one. I'm like, girl, you ain't Michael Jackson, and this ain't Thriller. <laughs> sit, so sit your ass down. But I've never dated a girl with who wears weave all the time. But I'm not. I don't wear weave. I know people who were. I don't. I can't say I know they wear them all the time. But I've never seen them with anything else but weaves, right, weaves, right. or wigs. And I'm like, it does make me wonder. Do you have anything under there? Right. And then I mean, here's the thing: is that like some women need like added hair because the bald on the side yeah balding like or thinning just because they they haven't uh, you know taking care of their hair or they have a, a hair disease alopecia or whatever yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. it, th those things happen so there are women that utilize extensions and sew-ins and should you tell weave. somebody up front if you're dating not up front but like say for instance if you have alopecia and you have spots all over your head like um, I think I need I to think know that, that by with, like you know, know before that. you before first you month. become intimate, first you month definitely need to know that first month. I need mm -hmm. to know if you bald head. I need you to take off Everything. your wig, yeah, butt naked. But my and my thing is as a guy, like shouldn't that be a requirement? Like know. I mean, why are you not feeling your head? Why are you not running your hair, your hands through, through your hair. girlfriend's head or your you know whoever you're dating? I like somebody like running to not my hair. yeah. Like I keep I, trying to tell I mean, my girl, I'd be like, hey man, you sleeping. You don't even understand. Scalp, man. You don't even understand. The scalp game will get you a lot of things. Listen, I done had girls when I'm out be like, "Oh, yeah. I'm be like, don't shit, don't run your fingers through my motherfucking hair. If you don't want the business, y'all do, know. Don't, don't run your fingers know. through my hair. That's a pressure point, right? But you know, I dated a white girl one time. Not she and white women were weaves too, but this is not weave. But we have been talking for like probably about a month or two, mm -hmm. and this is the same white girl back on whatever episode where I was like, you stop talking to him, I'll stop talking to them. I was talking to multiple white girls at this time of talking to my girlfriend, and she was talking to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I remember coming over to the girl house, and I guess she had got comfortable with me, and we was kissing and wrestling mm -hmm. around in the bed, I'm about to get it. And she's like, I just gotta be honest with you. And I was like, okay, be honest. Now, this is a white chick, blonde, blue eyes, whatever mm -hmm. they say, very well put together, and this bitch popped out her two front teeth like a Pez dispenser. And I said, what just happened? I saw right to the back of her throat. And I was like, 
what if and she did it so it was like pop pop and she popped it back and I said wait I literally like grabbed my head like this I'm perplexed what did you just is that shit on a rack like a drawer First of when all, you put I would not have wanted I just keep that she popped that shit out and I never and we stopped talking about a week after that I'm sure I you faded it I was like I don't care how fine she is at some point you if faded, we was to get faded I faded back faded. so quick I faded to <laughs> black black bliggity black because <laughs> I was like this bitch pulled out her two front teeth. It's not time for that at any point in a relationship. I, don't th- I think you should always you- keep that to yourself. Yeah, dude. Hair is different, but teeth, just keep it to yourself. But my thing is just say like, hey, I have, I have a- two false teeth in the front because they were knocked out or whatever. Because that's what it was. She played softball and they got knocked out Yeah, just softball. say that, but don't like show me. Like, give me a choice to be like, now they do come out. Do you, would you prefer? No like- matter how beautiful a woman is, take out Gabrielle's two front teeth. She ain't getting Dwayne Wade. There's no such thing as Dwayne Wade in her lifestyle. She take out two front teeth. It just changes she's her not, whole... She's not the star of being Mary Jane. If she takes out her two front teeth, she's nothing. She's nothing. If Beyonce takes out her two front teeth, it if ain't Beyonce a beehive. If Beyonce take out the weave, just imagine what Beyonce's hair looks like without that weave in everybody. Like, she's very average, I promise you. Yeah, it's probably rough, too. She's probably so basic and average without that weave in her hair. I want to see her with it. That's why I respect people like uh, Erica Badu. Uh-huh. And they Because they just don't wear it, and they don't really what about, wear makeup. What do you think about Alicia Keys, like, not wearing any makeup? She's fine, regardless. Mm-hmm. It don't change it don't that. Matter. Her ass ain't got small. She's still fine. Now, I've seen some white women be like, I'm doing this Alicia Keys, no makeup, and I'm like, put it on. <laughs> you are not Alicia. You don't have her bone yeah, structure. You don't Neither have, do yeah. you have her skin. Put 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 it back on. The, <laughs> need, the, the, but that's the, the same thing about weaves, right? Put that's it the same on. thing about weaves. Like, some people really need that to enhance. Yeah, and like, I think you do. I just think you that. need to choose. With women, it's just so, it's getting to a point to where, when, where is it deceitful? Mm-hmm. You got eyelashes, you got nails, you got lips, you got hair, uh, you got breasts. You got booty. You got you got all these augmentations that you like. Who am I getting? <laughs> it's like going to a store and buying Lucky Charms. The box says Lucky Charms, uh-huh. but on the inside, everybody know. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck who you are. You must still be poor if you think the great value Lucky Charms it's still tastes like Olin. What is it? Whatever uh, that brand uh, is, uh, something meal. Yeah, something. Yeah. Meal. You crazy if you think they taste the same. Right. When you're poor and you're hungry and you ain't tasted the it real thing in six years, it all tastes the same. Absolutely. But go, I swear to God, if you live in Section Eight right now, if you know me, hit me up, email me. I will send you ten dollars to get you two boxes <laughs> of Lucky Charms. And I swear to God, when you eat them, you gonna be like, this shit ain't this. this, is different. this these marshmallows, right? It's these real marshmallows. I mean, it's my, the other ones in the Great Valley got powder on them. That's the same the thing with like Frosted the, Flakes. Like it Frosted ain't the same. Flakes, is, the one with the tiger on it, the Kellogg's Frosted Flakes is not the same. That other shit will give you diabetes. <laughs> that shit ain't number sugar in a box. I, yeah, it'll give you di- I'm not fucking with that shit. So funny. It's not going to get it. It's not going to get it. I appreciate you for coming through, man. <laughs> we did about an hour and 15 minutes. Did we? That's passed crazy. by quick. It passed by quick. It, did. it passed by quick. Time flies when you're having fun. It's always. I'm trying to think of something else. Is. I always try to, you know, I always try to end it on a high note. But it's like sometimes I'm like, I ain't even got to try to do nothing. It just happens. It just, yeah. When me and you do podcasts and it's like that shit is happening. We like Jordan and Pippen. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm come saying? On. Who else we got? We like Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. What about like Dak and um and Zeke? Zeke. We used to be like, you know, we I would say KD, God bless KD's knee, but we was like KD and Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. You real finesse and got the shot, and I come through, and I'm just fucking you, shit you up. You just, I mean, bulldozing Saying all anything, the way through. everything. Did I tell you about the time that they called me on Heaven 97? <laughs> what? 
What? I didn't cuss though. I didn't cuss. I did a good oh. job. So I did a podcast a couple weeks ago with TC Hughes. Shout out to TC Hughes mm-hmm. and uh, to TC Hughes Live. He always does his show. I think it's every Saturday at two o'clock. Talk to TC. Uh-huh. Shout out to him. So I was talking to him, and, I'm, and he was like, "Hey, we just did this podcast." He's like, "I'm going up to Heaven 97. You want to go?" And I was that's like, "That's what oh. we do. That's what we do live chat. That's what we record." Oh, really? Actually, I was like, I don't, th- "I don't think they want me to do that." So they ended up calling me, and I was like, "I literally was like, Laura, please." Don't Please, let father. anything slip oh out of my, my mouth. Oh my gosh! But I did a they good job because they ended up wanting me to come back on next week. But I told him I was like, I can go without cussing, but cussing is just—it just makes it a little bit. It's like drinking, uh, like that mix that Jose Cuervo uh, margarita, and then you add a little vodka to it. It's like it just gives it that little uh. It gives you that push to oh get through gosh. that shit. Stop it! But shout out to Heaven ninety seven. You, you made it without doing it though. I didn't cuss. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, it's hard. It ain't. It's not really hard. I give. I I, I try to make myself. Seem more stern than I really am. Right. I'm not that. I stern. just think that you feel like super free and open on your show. Like that's. Just I love is. talking, man. Yeah. I love talking, and I like to be able to talk to people who are honest, man. Mm-hmm. So before we get out of here, where can they find you, and what you got coming up with E Calloway? Oh my gosh, man! We have a uh, South by Southwest is coming up, man, Quick. on the uh, 18th. I was gonna so go, excited. but I'll be in. Um, yeah, Orleans, so any, anyone that's from the after, no, after anyone that's from the reality is, mm-hmm. um, make sure that you come and check out our showcase. It's an official showcase through the festival. This is our second year doing it. It's called mm-hmm. Be What's Next. Okay. Um, we feature seven artists, amazing artists, um, and they're all like what's next within their genre. And so um, it's going to be super fun. You can find all the information uh, on my social media pages. This is eCalloway Management mm-hmm. on Facebook. It's Be What's Next on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, website is eCalloweyManagement.com. You doing something here soon right i saw something i am actually i have a show in dallas on the 16th so okay. it all kind of aligns with uh the festival so yeah. uh we're doing a feeder show in dallas on the 16th at mm-hmm. rbc and that's going to feature one uh two of the artists that'll be performing at south by and then we have austin on the 18th and then we'll be in houston on the 19th actually so um dallas austin houston if you're in any of those markets between the 16th and the 19th yeah. like hit us up it's gonna be fun and you can keep up with all things up, keep up to date with all things the reality is by going to www.therealityis.com. That's T H A, the reality is. You can email us to be on the show at info at the reality is. You can keep up with everything with me personally on Facebook at Anthony Roberts, at Instagram at Sir Robert Poe. That's S I R R O B E R T P O E. The reality is, we're on all social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, whatever you can find us anywhere. We also have. Um, let me pull up this flyer so I because I didn't put no notes on it, period. <laughs> but I know we got an event coming up on March 24th. Let me get to it. Give me two seconds. I'm literally doing this on my phone. Where is it? Literally. At? Okay, there you go. Right so, yeah, we have the reality is presents on March 24th a woman's work, a celebration of Women's History Month at Wild That's Detectives. That's 314 West 8th Street in Dallas, Texas. It starts at 6 30 p.m. and ends at 10. So, come join us, man. Yeah. We want to have some conversation. Is and it we, free? Yeah, it's free. It ain't. Nope. Yeah, it's free. You just come. You can. They have the the bookstore has uh, coffee, wine, tea, wine, yeah. beer. Mm-hmm. Um, they have snacks. So if you want to eat something, so basically what it's gonna be, we're gonna come out like the first from six thirty to seven thirty is gonna be like a little mix and mingle. Pass out some business cards. Get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. We have Jason Ferg from Chicago who's gonna come in. He's gonna do some uh, music. Um, that's dedicated to women and just positive music. Mm-hmm. We have Bella Brown, who was on the podcast a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. and she's going to do some poetry. She did, like, two poems on the podcast. Nice. She's going to do, like, two poems that night. So it'll start out being, like, a networking event, then it's going to be a panel where we're interviewing three women, talking about what it's like to be a woman, what do you love about being a woman, what should men understand about women, yeah. and talking about relationships, um, what it's like to be a woman in 
uh, incorporate and things like that and uh, to be married and have kids and try to maintain all these things. Mm -hmm. We don't appreciate women the way we should. And I keep saying this when men have something that they favor, we name it a woman. Yeah. You know, if we got a car, it's like, oh, well, Betsy couldn't do this. Or, yeah. oh, Betsy, she's been hanging. Like, we empower women so many other ways right. except, except for, for the right the actual, way yeah, and the, the way that we woman. need to. I'm even guilty of this. Mm-hmm. So come out. We're going to have a good conversation. We'll talk that night. That's at Wild Detectives fun. again yeah. in Bishop Arts District. And, uh, man, I, I enjoy you guys. I always, always enjoy Esther for coming Thanks through. Thanks so much for having you me. You got your life chat. When they can listen, they can listen to you um, on uh, yeah, iTunes Yeah, we're too, on right? iTunes. Yeah, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, um, SoundCloud. Okay. It's Life Chat, um, one word, Life Chat Radio. And then um, Life Chat Live is our website, lifechatlive.com. You can yeah, go check and check out, out all week. of our information. All right, man. Well, I always remember, like I always tell you guys, man, inhale courage to excel success. White people pick up a book and learn about black folks. Black folks, you know what? I forgot where I put it. Give me two seconds. Okay. It's a James Baldwin. He's he's walking to get a book, you guys, as we speak. Because this made so much sense to me. I think I'll put it down. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, I guess I What book is that? This is uh, Notes of a Native Son by James Baldwin. Uh-huh. But basically, he talked about, he was saying, he was saying something, I'm paraphrasing because I couldn't find it. I was reading it before you came in. But he was like, being when being black, don't humanize yourself by dehumanizing white people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically Very what he's good. saying is know who you are right, and know who they are, mm-hmm. but you don't have to... You don't not, have to downplay it. And you don't basically. have to be how they... You don't have to treat them how they've treated us right. throughout the years. Right. But especially when you when you are awakened and you are informed. When you when you actually know what's happening, you don't treat people like that you because you know people. that yeah. it's only out of a lack of ignorance. That's true. That's mm-hmm. very true. All right, man. We'll catch y'all next week. We'll post this one on... Monday, next coming Monday. All right. NL Curse, XL Success, we out this bitch. Peace. Sipping on the act, got me thinking. Damn, my life is amazing. Damn, my Porsche is amazing. Damn, that bitch is amazing. I just fucked the bitch, she black and Asian. My passport running out of pages. I just got my kitchen plated paisley. Still got act, it's amazing. Louis 13, cause amazing. White girls with ass, that's amazing. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.